All right, welcome to the latest edition of the fan of the FPL America podcast. <laughs> we rebranded like a year ago. Unbelievable. Uh, two this years happens. ago. This happens. I'm so ready for this episode. I'm not, I'm not it's, restarting. It's it's there's fantasy football, American football going on. It's it's in the I mean, in the the biggest part of the season, the last stretch. Ar- Arsenal's top of the table. I mean, I just—it's just a great day, bro. I have so something you, to say. I just can't. Forty-three seconds. I'm trying to, to I'm trying to let you finish. I was gonna say it's like Shannon Sharp calling, uh, calling what's his face? Uh, what's the guy that he's with now? He's, Skip Bayless? He, no, no, he's not with Skip anymore. That's where I'm going. It's been a long time. It's with it's with Max Kellerman. No oh one knows gosh. what you're talking about. Can we restart? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, it's it's Shannon guy. Sharp calling him Skip. No, for sure. Did that happen? Yeah, he's, been, he's done it multiple times since he switched shows. This is not the Fantasy FC America podcast, soccer no. podcast, whatever we used That's to be. We, we are FPL America. My name is David Smith. Travis Oig. Brian Chesko. And gentlemen, forgive me for my shenanigans to start. It has been a, a long, fun-filled TV-watching some good games, some bad games, some things I've never seen before. Type of an American Thanksgiving weekend. And it's over, and then it, it ended with some amazing uh, Premier League football with some crazy results. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get dive right into it. And no more shenanigans. I've already had enough. There's a million things I could have talked about um, because so much has happened since last record. I I said this at the end of last pod, but in case someone didn't hang around that long, because like Brian would say, why would anyone ever listen to us? Travis, if he anyone doesn't. notices what you're seeing on do, YouTube. Do as I say, not as I right, do. For sure. And this, not only, we have like our own little recording studio in uh, Travis's basement. And not only with the mics and the soundboard and the lights and all the other work that you guys have no idea what he's done to make what we had always hoped to have happen. He's done it. And Travis, I just want to give you credit off the, off the start. I should have done it last week. I got distracted because I had so much to talk about because I had missed the week before. Yeah, no worries, man. So all that being said, bro, thank you. Thank you. You get all the credit for all of this. You get one can of soda. Which you thank got you. on your table, so thank thanks you. for doing all this. Thank you for sharing soda. that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, no problem. I am wearing a nice prize. My uh, because I don't have any good headphones. I'm wearing my wife's headphones, which I think she's kind of passed down to my daughters because they eventually hurt her ears. It, I don't love how it makes me look like I'm wearing like a hat, like the white outline. Maybe bald guys aren't supposed to wear these types of headphones. <laughs> although Travis's look normal, they're kind of like a snow bunny type earmuffs for sure. I feel like that. So who knows? I think we're at a sweater right now. Who knows? I think they're gonna... pretty. Hey, listen, we're having a throwback to the Fabregas Van Piercy Arsenal kit in in the house today. First on the table, our uh, Arsenal. We're not going to start there. How many times? How many times we, is he going to say it, Dave? Uh, we. I would have set the over at probably three and a half. We're going to start with second in the table and third in the table, Manchester City and Liverpool. The crazy Premier League uh, schedule makers decided to put them uh, the first game off the international break. Complete insanity. It should have been the Sunday 
main game of the weekend. Instead, it was the first, so it was a wild kickoff. Was Holland going to start? Is all the other guys who are traveling so much going to start? Liverpool had like 19 guys out on holiday, not holiday, on international break. City. Sure, holiday. City, yeah, not, not holiday. City had almost no one go away on their international break because they all, yeah. all of a sudden had Travis convenient injuries. That was a little weird, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It was weird, Travis, until I noticed the lineup for City. And then I yeah. looked at their bench. Yeah. And when I looked at their 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 lineup was fine. Their lineup was totally normal. Bench. I look at their bench, and they got three defenders: Stones, Gardevoir, and Rico Lewis. Although he's kind of a hybrid, in there on their bench. Then they had Calvin Phillips, defensive midfielder, Oscar Bob, Sergio Gomez, two goalkeepers. I'm like, oh my gosh! What happened to their depth? Where where is their depth? Okay, so hold on, just. Let, let me keep going for a table. second, and I'm going to turn it over to you. Liverpool, on the other hand, so then so then City goes, plays the whole game, zero subs. Which is also odd. Really odd. Coming off international break on an early game, uh, Liverpool uses all five of their subs. Their depth, I felt like that was excellent. And, and all the guys they brought in could have started. So the game ends 1-1. Holland, uh, Holland captainers gets theirs. Uh, Salah captainers. Hey, he still got an assist. Not not bad. And um, it ends one one as an Arsenal fan. What I was rooting for. I was rooting for a draw. Yeah. And so, uh, but it was a it was a it wasn't the best game I've seen those two teams play. But it was it was a fun game as a neutral. I would imagine it, it was very it entertaining. Was, no, no, it was it was. But it wasn't like I guess it just lacked a little bit of of quality. But that's, maybe that's not fair to say. Both teams are amazing. It wasn't it just, spicy enough for you. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, so the, there were some cards late. Anyways, that's true. So were you were you looking for a Michigan Ohio State type rivalry game? Uh, yeah. It, with that being the same week, were you geared up and just Can just I, girded for? This is not a college football of, podcast. As a, a Buckeye fan, it was a tough watch. I was with League Aaron, uh, who was at my house, big Michigan fan, and we had a good time. Unfortunately for him, it was too good of a time. But it was a good football game, came down to the end, and uh, probably the better team won. I mean, I, I didn't expect Ohio State to win, and uh, but I didn't want them to get blown out. I thought it was a good game, and like I said, I think the best team won. I think Michigan's a better team this year. So their, their quarterback was a difference. Um he, when you have an immobile quarterback right now in college football, it's tough to do things. And uh, M- McCarthy for, Mi- for Michigan was excellent. Now, that being said, this is not a college football podcast. I just felt like Are I you sure to get that right, out. Just a second. Back to City Liverpool. I just feel like the, it was a good game. I just don't feel like we learned much. Brian, you might. Are you about to to tell me that's that a, I'm wrong? That's not a bad I, point. You guys keep going. Oh, just did you have rambling? something to say, Brian? I'm sorry. No, please. I, I just no. Look, honestly, for I, anyone who owns I, Trent, all I'm saying is about just this, no one. All I'm saying about this game is that you learned like two things. There's, yeah. I honestly feel like there are three things worth talking about. In all this right. game. Wait, two so things you, or three things? Make up your sorry, mind. You did say there, two you and then learned, three. You learned one important injury thing, and Which there Holland are two. Isn't. And there are two other things worth to me worth talking about okay you're not doing anything right. about if you have holland you don't have holland whatever your decision is most people have him if you captained him you're a chicken but you're getting points 
Salah is Salah, and he got you something late. Right. You're not doing anything about him either. I think the whole the whole thing about this game was Allison pulled a hammy, and there and he's going to have a scan. Oh, that's and, right. I forgot about and that. I still haven't heard anything. And yet. Klopp hopes it hopes it's not serious. So that's the best that you have on it. Kelleher's good though. If Kelleher comes in, that's everyone is like. He's also bad, just back from injury. Everyone is. I think it makes it really easy for you to get to a really cheap goalkeeper if you find out that Allison is out for an extended period of time. That's Kelleher true. Is three point nine. Uh, the only other thing I think, yeah, the only other question I think is Trent. I, I mean, that's, that to me is the only other thing worth talking about, and I feel like we've already addressed him in the last few weeks. Because the numbers have been fine, it's just that this time he gets you a yeah, goal. Right, that's it. He was definitely much more influential this week than he has been all season. This looked more like what we were talking about last week, where he was dominating at the end of last season. And right. Where is that? This was that type it, of play. It, you're right. That's fair. It was. It was. It was very, very similar to the type of play that he was, that he was, you know, putting in at the end of last season, which is interesting that it came against City. I honestly, from a tactical perspective, had no idea what changed to make it like that. Mm. Um, the positions he was taking up seemed to be more defensive. Um, and, and when we were talking about this last week, I was I was basically saying, well, he's he's not able to roam as much because he's got to get back because they're fragile. That that wasn't the case. He, he sat back so much more this week than he did. Um, in any week prior that you know, for this season, so I, I think that there's there's a there's there's definitely a lot to be seen as to whether or not he can reproduce this type of game. But if he can do it against City, he can do it against anybody. The question yeah. is, is he going to? Right now, he's eight point seven percent owned. I said nobody owned him. That's more than I would expect. Yeah. To Those have are him. probably dead teams. I was going to say, I'm kidding. You think so? that, uh, no, you're, you're, I think you're probably not wrong. The, well, a, good, a good chunk of those probably I'd are. Maybe half. I, I still think there's probably people who are owning him. I, I just question why. But yeah, I just don't think this is gonna this is gonna happen often. I, if you want other ways into the Liverpool defense, I think there's cheaper, better ways. I, I, obviously, like Brian, you said last week on last week's pod, if you're counting on offensive returns from defenders, yeah, I think you're. What are you doing wrong? Now, just at four of the last five games, you wouldn't have been mad about having Trent in your team. Because, I mean, this, we, we said, like, you know, once once they had two, once he had two weeks of returns, I think that's when you're like, oh, maybe there's something picking up here. Yeah. But he's at a, a six five two seven eight. That's his last five games. Fourth in defender scoring in the since game week eight. He has taken 10 shots. Only Mikalenko has taken more than that. So okay. Mikalenko from Everton has 11 shots. Uh, in the last in those in since game week eight, Trent is second to him. He's fourth in chances created, so nine chances yeah. created in those in since game week eight. Three big chances created. Probably could have done even better than he has, you know, in that time. So it's just he's seven point nine. That is the only billion thing. pound yeah. dollars. It's but so much money. It, but he's got Fulham and Sheffield next. Yeah, you got to uh, think he's got options. You know, if he's going to put something in, he's going to put something in against those guys. Trent's not, in no danger of there's there. You're not swapping him. Hey, for I someone. thought I thought Matip yeah. had a good game. Am I crazy? Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's solid enough. Yeah, sure. Okay. I, I mean, he, he he's had a not couple flashy. dribbling runs where, yeah. where where guys didn't think he'd keep going. He and breaks he just the lines going. Often. It just seems he, like he was active. He goes and, on and, adventures. Would you say he's going to start in the next two match weeks? Konate uh, is healthy again, so it's hard to say. 
He started I, I, the last two games. Matip uh, is, is in old. Brentford and City. You have to remember, Matip is old. Is he so over thirty? Yes. So they don't want to give him a lot of minutes because then he gets fragile, and they. So I think rotation is probably going to happen. He's thirty-two, and Kanate is is the preferred okay center back. So, for so the the advice would be I don't say go that don't route. Go there. I, I just, unless the only the only the only actual defensive asset that should be really looking at if you're looking for an actual defender is Van Dyke. Just because he's reliable. Because he's going to play every week. you don't know if it's going to be Simakas or Gomez. Yeah. You don't know if it's Kanate. And, and Alexander Arnold is so expensive. And TA is expensive. If you have, so something as a Trippier owner, something that I think ah. is a viable strategy for how to get Trent is if you have Trippier, that, you go, that you go up to Trent and you drop Trippier down or someone else down to Lascelles. Okay. They, Which they, sounded crazy when Lascelles had that blinder, but right. him scoring this week is Yeah, and it, you not, just not bad. I, I don't I think the schedule kind of warrants it. Newcastle's upcoming fixtures are I think they're aren't they fine? They're they're, they're home fine. home United at Everton at Spurs home Fulham. So two of the next three. This, I mean, this depending on how you see this, this s- s- seemingly improved Manchester United, whatever Spurs are probably gonna, tougher to be. Spurs are going to give you some offense at least you think. But other than that, okay. All right. So again, City and Liverpool. That's where we're at at the moment. I no, mean, I'm just I'm, what I'm saying is like if I mean it's you. I think you're you, you feel better about having a 4.1 Lascelles on your bench than. Hoping that six point nine Trippier gets you a return, or seven point nine in a tougher in a tougher matchup where Trent at least you you say like no these are the fixtures you target. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not it's at least not crazy. It was good. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. I'm glad it was a it was a draw, not a loss for Liverpool. They no, City looked more dangerous. It's a good away draw for Liverpool. City City looked more dangerous. I'm glad to see that Erling Holland found the net, even though. You know, he took a gift, but yeah, it was good all around. It did take a gift. Dave, I can't believe you didn't lead with Doku. Dribble around Doku? Yeah. What did Doku do in this match, though? He had seven completed dribbles that resulted in nothing. No, oh, I mean, he had 12 completed dribbles that resulted in three bonus points despite yeah. not returning in the game. It was a little I, I was really shocked at that, honestly, because from a from a game perspective, of course, obviously well, he looked like he was gonna do something, but he didn't really do anything. Yeah. And so, so that was really odd. Fill the stat sheet. That's was, all he did. Dribble w- around Doku and fall down <laughs> Phil. Those are the guys you want to hey, own. I huh? will say I I, I watched it's, a couple like of, no, of it's Phil Foden's runs and I was expecting him to go down. He stood strong. I was really impressed. Okay. I don't know that he, he he didn't earn the fall down tag. In this match, I fair. will give him that. That's fair. No, Brian, your your point's valid. I would have never thought Doku would have been a stat filler. And that when I saw that he was getting bonus points, not being on the score sheet or assisting, you I was got to like, be happy about serious? that. If you if you own, do you you own him, right? Doku, yeah. Are you serious? No, there's no, no way I he owns. There's him. No, I couldn't. I couldn't get to him if I wanted I thought, to. I thought you owned him early. No, no. you just like talking about him like Neto and never own him. Oh, yes, it's wow. another one of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coming at Adam, you. Guy. Yeah, add him to my list of players who I admire from afar. Uh, no, four, <laughs> four, cha- uh, four chances created, twelve dribbles. He drew two fouls. He had four he tackles. That, okay. Which is fantastic. He had a clearance. He was eighty-nine percent accurate on his forty-seven passes. All right. 
and he had th- he put in three crosses. I, I will dangerous. say He's this. It, it didn't result in anything. I I will dri- dribble around Doku. I will. I'll, I'll kind of keep my eye on him. But who scored? He's the man of the match by a mile. He's the highest rated player in the match by a considerable margin. That's the, weird. The issue with this Doku. This is the first time. So I will. I'll be like, oh, okay. Can, so can you do it again? The issue is it's minutes. If you look at his minutes, it's. Did he need which three minutes? It's in 18 this... and 70 and then 20 yeah. and then 90. With, with the injuries it's, that it's they have like right that. now, he, he, he's getting minutes. He's gonna Grealish keep getting had minutes a cough. Him. So if Grealish is healthy, <laughs> this didn't, Grealish didn't Pep play. say Grealish was vomiting? I, think I don't he know what actually he said. Used, Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think he oh, was actually okay. well, like real sick. I, I don't wish that on anyone, even right. Jack Grealish. I like Jack Grealish, actually. So uh, the one thing, you brought up Doku. Uh, I heard this in commentary on this match, and I, I hadn't heard it before. I thought it was hilarious. Apparently, uh, Doku came through uh, through Liverpool. They were interested in signing him two years ago. And uh, he had a good visit. He's he was a you know Liverpool supporter of Dream Move, big deal. And all of a sudden, they, they Liverpool went cold on him. They just went cold on him, and he didn't he didn't know why. He couldn't figure out why. And so he had he had been in the news and talking about you know being interested in the move, but it not not materializing for whatever reason. Come to find out, the reason Liverpool went cold is because Doku kept talking about Chelsea the entire time he was there. He was talking about Chelsea this and Chelsea that. Why and Liverpool that just, this was and his... Liverpool was less like, well, I guess he doesn't want to come here. He wants he wants to go to Chelsea. Come to find out, his sister's name is Chelsea. This is oh, and it was a misunderstanding. This cannot be true. Is this true? It was in commentary. I ha- I have no way to substantiate it, but I think that's hilarious. What? Absolutely hilarious. A horrible. And this is before all the stuff from this from this summer with Liverpool and Chelsea. I think that's hilarious. And if that's actually true, Brian, can, what kind can of clown show are they running? I mean, at Liverpool right now, is, I'm sure that's there is crazy. A way that is some clown that. stuff. That is insane. That someone, someone told someone, "Hey, he just keeps talking about this Chelsea." I'm like what? I think it's uh, hilarious, bro. That's his sister. All right. Um, the the, I, can, the last thing on Allison's injury, I wanted okay. to say, I think it's hilarious. The reporting, uh, the Evening Standards, uh, their reference of it in the yeah, it's just they said Allison looked to have suffered a hamstring injury which could see the keeper ruled out for anywhere between a few weeks to the rest of the year. But nothing has yet been confirmed with scans. Way resu- to cover scan results all coming. the bases. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Wow. Hey, game recognizes game. It's covering true. his bases. That's true. No he, one's straddling the fence like that reporter. He could be 100% fine. Sure. Or 0% it could, available it could for the at any rest moment. of his life. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Tomorrow. Oh my gosh! Hey, uh, real quick, gentlemen. Uh, personal question here. Alvarez, I own. Either one of you own Alvarez? I do. I do not. So his last five match weeks, four match weeks, four match weeks, two, two, five, two. Great point. I'm just trying to figure figure out what to do with Mister Alvarez. I, he he doesn't warrant an exact sub out. I'm just like. Brian, what do I what do I do with that? Like, he do was I need invisible to... this week. Well, I Absolutely. Say, I mean, w- would you rather own Alvarez or old Dom at the moment? That, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he his stats Which were one. 
Dominic Solanke. Dominic Solanke. Now, okay. now here's the thing with Solanke's last four matches: two, two, thirteen, two. So he's th- he's one for four as well in the last four matches. No, I mean that's the thing. Alvarez was. I mean he he took a couple shots. He created three chances. He yeah. he's he's there. Okay. I mean he's doing stuff. Alvarez it's just or Isak. It just ha- oh Isak. Isak. Yeah. For sure. No, okay. No question. So. So right now, we'll get to that. I have a whole bunch about that for Newcastle. That you have a lot of questions around that one. But if, if it's just don't worry, we won't let you talk about it in a vacuum. It's Isak, and it's not close. Newcastle four, oh, Chelsea one. Brian, your boys in the black and white. Wow, why are you jumping there? All right, fine. Isak opens the score line. It just felt right. <laughs> At, in the thirteenth minute, Raheem Sterling evens it. Showing me a skill I didn't know he had. Holy crap, what a kick. Free kick. I'm serious. Jamal Sells, as an owner, super pumped to see that goal go in. Joe Linton and, and Anthony Gordon then finish it out. Newcastle stomps on Chelsea's neck. Uh, four to one. And Chelsea gets a, another red card. Brian, can you t- please tell everyone about Reese James? Yeah. Just as everyone was starting to believe a little bit yeah he's talking about how good he feels and i mean it's gonna cr- feel real good next I mean, week look, i i can't sitting say it home. didn't cross my mind <laughs> i'm sure as i'm looking at maddie cash sitting oh, there on man. my on my bench because i benched him this week and i'm thinking like I'm done what's the point of having him yeah there's reese just a just a little bit he's there's point three above old matt cash now uh just two yellows, and he apologized, and he's the captain, and he's stupid oh, but to do that. He apologized. And yeah. Oh, oh well, no, that makes it better. Doesn't that forget it? That changes everything. It's all in the past now. Uh, with Isak, first of all, I just want to say good, good management, Eddie. Eighty minutes, get him out of there as soon as you Pro- can. Probably could have got him out sooner. I, th- you're right. Uh, what's the phrase? Wrap him in cotton wool. Yeah, third best xG per ninety. Among all forwards this season, yeah, that that, that, that does not surprise me. So, um, uh, and obviously, there's you know a lot of people who played his amount of minutes around 500 minutes. So, but either way, only Darwin and Holland are better xG, and you see what Darwin's doing. I mean, like, Isak is, who? is, it's just that he's and when he, when he plays, we said this already. If yeah. whoever it is, Newcastle striker is. One of the best, probably the second best sure. player in the game. It just has has been that way. The two big questions: first of all, can he survive this fixture pile up? Like knowing that Newcastle have a million things, and they're playing Saturday, Thursday, Sunday. You get a full week basically between Tottenham and Fulham, December tenth to December sixteenth, and then another full week before Christmas. But then it's Tuesday again, and in the meantime, Newcastle have. I'm sure they have Champions League. I have. I did yeah. not add those yeah. in there. There's Champions League this it's week. It's going to be. I think Ars- it, it's Arsenal right. plays midweek. Right. So so you have at least two. Probably I think at least two other matches sprinkled in there. And Isak's their one, like their one striker. Because right that's there. the second question. Is when Eddie Howe said that Callum Wilson was going to be out a number of weeks. What number is that? Did so. Callum Wilson himself, he was on a BBC Footballers podcast. It, he said it this it was days ago. He said, I've been working hard. I shall be back soon. I can't give you an exact timeline on that. Of course he's not going to give Why would he? He's not going to give a time. He, he might know that it's next week. 
But I just it just doesn't seem like that. He also said this, and I think this is the biggest issue, and this applies to Isak too. Callum Wilson said, in the first eight weeks of the season, I played around 300 minutes, and then in the last three weeks, when I was playing and Alex was injured, I ended up playing 400 minutes. That's your answer right there. That was Callum Wilson's exact words okay. describing his because part of what what he was talking about in the context it was the question I think it was with with Mikel Antonio and it was the question of it's because you guys like you can't handle yeah. th- the additional Champions League matches it's too yeah. much and Callum Wilson basically said that's that's crap like I'm not like I don't want to hear that like I'm telling you like we have eleven players and he kind of said what Trippier said these are guys who are used to playing a lot of matches. We just got hammered by injuries. We have t- 10 or 11 guys who are who know how to play the game, who like all got injured at the same time. Yeah, it's a big burden on everybody. Speaking of which, uh, and I mentioned Chelsea's bench. Uh, first of all, Newcastle had a guy I'd never heard of him before. I'm like, what's that? Who's number 67? Oh, young kid. Lewis Miley, 17-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Premier League, who assisted Isak's goal. Yeah. Premier League doesn't have a picture of him. I go to their bench. Chelsea had two goalkeepers. Newcastle have three goalkeepers on their bench for this match, along with Just four other players with no picture. Yep. Okay. Get some pictures, Dave. All I'm Get saying is when, when someone says who is playing for Newcastle right now, that's a very, very valid question. All that yep. being said, I was super pumped seeing Jamal LaSalle's and then, you know, look, uh, any day Chelsea loses, it's a good day. So, Newcastle hammered them, and, you know, Chelsea Chelsea started a different team. Uh, Caicedo, Mudrick both started on the bench. They both subbed in. Uh, Maduki subbed in uh, in the 87th minute. I like that. <laughs> Maduki. I like Maduki's Madu- good. Maduki. Uh-huh. Uh, so... For whatever reason, I don't like the team he's on, but I do like that guy, and he got subbed in, so good good for him. Dave, three straight returns for Raheem Sterling. Are you ready to apologize yet? What's he, what's there to apologize for? This is a bit annoying. Uh, it said he's been so harsh on Raheem Sterling. I just feel like so he should, he should at least him. say, All right. like, at least he should, he should scale it back. That's all. I have been harsh on Sterling up until three weeks ago. And credit to Brian. Uh, he's right. He had only gotten any returns all season against Burnley and against Luton. The first 10 matches of the season. and First 11. And then uh, against Tottenham, City, and Newcastle, arguably the hardest stretch of the season. Yeah. He gives you returns. So, uh, that's fair. He could have turned it. It looks like he's turned it around. Whether you want to say sorry or not, Dave, on paper, I mean, I don't think I have to issue the apology yet. It's not even on paper. This is it's, the people have spoken. His price went up. Yeah. So whether you want to apologize for it or not, is this the, is this the, the apology worthy? No, no, no. no okay, no, no. That's good. I would. Never, um, I would. Never, you, it would have to be something way. Way more significant. Look, I gave him credit. Goal against I will. I'm super. It was a nice goal. I was impressed with his goal. His right. free kick goal. I was impressed. People was, are moving to him. And honestly. It was, it was such a good goal. 
it was a legit question why Reese James took the other yeah. pretty close free kick that he ended up I wondered the same thing. kicking into the stands. Who, red, red card Reese? <laughs> He's just, this guy's a machine. <laughs> I mean, look, if I was Sterling, I'd be upset too. Uh-huh. Why is red card Reese taking my kicks? I just he's the scored captain. one. He gets to make those decisions. Uh, if you had a red card, you're not a captain. The on paper issue is that the fixtures, according to the color coded rating system, the fixtures have not turned yet because they play Brighton at home next week, and then they play at Manchester United the week after that, which are gray and red, according to the r- fixture rating system. Just like to say that Brighton is eleventh in the league. Uh, in XG from open play, okay. XG against from open play, they've they it, they've actually allowed 17 goals. So they're they're even though they're 11th, 14.21 XG against from open play, they've actually allowed 17 goals. Manchester United is actually worse. So why Manchester United is red rated when they're actually worse in goals allowed? Uh, they've been or they it's it's it doesn't make any sense. Well, for the last couple of matches, Manchester United has been oh yeah they pretty are solid. they're super tight. I mean, it's, all it takes is one slab head, right? It's not like it's all it, it takes. I don't know what to say about Brighton and Manchester United. I think Chelsea. I don't. I, I feel like Chelsea attack has kind of turned a, a bit of a corner. If anything, you know, if there's one thing about them that has has gotten a little bit. Are you better. going to anyone? No, you're still going to Cole Palmer, but even though he was disappointing this week, I'm saying that even after Brighton and Manchester United, which I don't think are, I don't think the, I I wouldn't be concerned about those fixtures anyway. So are you still going to Cole Palmer even with Anthony Gordon on the table, a similar price? Obviously, Cole Palmer being a penalty taker is is a huge, huge, you know, pro and, you know, column item. But Anthony Gordon has been much more, Consistent, I guess, is uh, the word, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, first of all, he's the number one midfield transfer in so far. Uh, is Anthony Gordon. Gordon, uh, okay. Also pointed out almost uh, everywhere you look, Anthony Gordon hasn't blanked at home this season. Which really? is not one blank. Uh, not one blank at home this season. And I would say, too, you know, there was, like, kind of some nervous reporting out there about Harvey Barnes returned to fitness. I I mean that's he's on the grass, but they're they're taking it easy. He had a toe injury, so it's that's to me it would take a major drop in form for Gordon. Plus, Harv's got to get back out there. It just it, there's no I, danger. I never like owning no guys danger right of that injuries. whatsoever. What I'm saying is, I, well, I'm saying that Gordon has like no, like I wouldn't even I wouldn't think twice about it. And yeah, that's a legit question. Okay. All right, I don't think there's anything else we need to cover in this match, Brian. Let's move on to the next. I feel like we need to go. Hold on, you're pointing like no. It's just like it depends on how far back you go. Like, I think Cole Palmer's numbers are still just generally better. Yeah. Than Gordon's and, and his so, price. His price is better too, and his price is still better. So like. More assists, more shots, more shots on target. Like just pick an pick an arbitrary number. Like and, and you know, Palmer's like, numbers are better. Yeah, Palmer's attacking numbers overall are. And he's on penalties and Gordon's are better. Not. Right. All right. Gordon's not in any way a bad pick. 
I would just, I mean, I yeah, I just think I still would probably lean toward Palmer. And yeah, like that was the other the other stat that was thrown out there too. This is the first time since game week four that Cole Palmer hasn't had a shot. So that's that's a don't flute. panic on Palmer, no, why, especially no if you way. already own him. All right, yeah, go to go to that. I think the big question is what to do. Like uh, to me, Lascelles at four four one with uh, again like no timetable given, no suggestion of a timetable. Sven Botman is not right, and and everyone keeps talking about like Eddie Howe keeps praising Lascelles. Lascelles keeps putting in like legitimately good performances. I I, I, t- I just don't know. And he's scoring every week, every single week. Just count on it. Jokes. Write it. Pen it in. All right, Villa. Two, Tottenham one, upset of the weekend, or is it? Man, uh, Aston Villa goes to Tottenham, and Brian comes away with a win. Giovanni Lo Celso gets Spurs on top. Brian does? Me? What did I say? You said Brian. Brian? You said Brian comes away with a win. Is that what he said? Did I say that? Who knows what I'm saying? Just, uh, I'll let you know. Villa comes away with a win. I think I was saying Brian Giovanni Lo Celso. Yeah. 22-minute goal. And then uh, right before the death of halftime, Mr. Pal Torres. I don't know where. It's a great uh, header. And then oh, Ollie. Free kick. Ollie adds one and finally gets back on the score sheet. What for me is Ollie Watkins owner. It feels like forever. I know it wasn't. Uh, Brian Spurs lost three in a row. What's going on? Other than the fact that they're decimated with injuries and red cards. 60 no, the back. 62% possession. 564 passes to 324. Yep. 18 shots. Eight shots on target. Forced Emiliano Martinez into six saves. They hit the woodwork twice. Yeah. Sun had three goals ruled out for offside. You did have a penalty claim. Uh, Brian Hill took an elbow to the face. Did you say, is that how you pronounce Heel. his name? Heel. Yeah. Heel? Yeah, it's not Gil. Yeah, I'm glad you but, told me that. No, but it, the way, I mean, <laughs> it got glossed over. Like, VAR and the officials just yeah, kind of threw weird. it kind of right out without really, like, it seemed like not a lot of, not a lot of discussion about it. We would have found out who the penalty taker is, could probably confirmed for sure that it's, son. I assume it's son Gotta that's be. doing it, but whatever, Good he would have at least found out. Plus, like, Maddie Cash, this is, the, like, the, what Spurs fans have pointed out and what Spurs reporters have pointed out, this is the second time Maddie Cash destroyed Blow Matt Doherty a few yeah. a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Didn't even get a yellow card in that game, but it took Maddie, or it took Doherty out of the out for weeks. And this is another one. Uh, why everyone was furious, because he, he did it on Bentaker, who's just come back, and now Bentaker's probably... I, I will say this. I think the Spurs, and this... No offense, Spurs fans. I think they are going a little bit crazy on this. I, looking at the replay, they're all like mad dog in this guy. Like mm-hmm. he's doing this on purpose. But looking at the replay, like it doesn't really seem like he's got like the sight set and he's trying to destroy this guy. Like it's definitely a, a bad tackle. It's definitely a foul. It should have been a yellow card. I don't see him as, like, trying to end people's careers out there. No, for sure. I don't think he's doing that. And also it was hilarious of, of all the people to get the most angry about it that they would show Christian Romero having a big reaction. <laughs> 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 like, okay, guy. 
Yeah, sure. You're really upset about it. Uh, no, I, I don't. No, not at all. I don't think he's trying to. I don't think that it's an intentional. I'm trying to end careers here. However, like again, another week where Maddie Cash doesn't doesn't last much longer because yeah. they know, like, he, uh, to make a tackle like that, you yeah. we, you're you're out of control. So yeah, of course he gets hooked at halftime. Now and that probably and probably mostly protected by players on his way yeah. off the pitch at, at halftime. Two two things on that. Matty Cash, in spite of this this crappy performance, clearly a crappy performance, zero points on the week. He played in midfield. Yeah, that's what the the right away everyone was like, Matty Cash at right wing. This is not a drill. And uh it was it was a I mean, drill. It could be interesting if he played <laughs> It could be interesting moving forward. So there's that minute drill. So the the second thing is you mentioned Christian Romero. Um, Something struck me when I was watching that that match, and I'm curious if you guys agree. Uh, Does Christian Romero look like Scott Stapp to you sometimes? Who's Scott Stapp? I can see that from Creed, lead singer of Creed. Every time I see this guy, his little pouty lips, I just think, is that? If you Is put that just a South American a, Scott Stapp, if you put like Scott Stapp's long hair, mid two thousands hair on him, on. yeah, it might work. Right? It might work. Interesting. I, just, I couldn't get that that picture out of my head. This is not a Creed podcast. Someone want to Photoshop? Mm-hmm. That I like for, it though. For, for I like. I'll it. work on it. Travis, okay. are Spurs fans a little too upset about not getting calls when they've gotten their share of calls? See, that's a bait, and I won't take it. I, oh come on! Here's the thing. Have an opinion. They're passionate, and I won't fault them for being passionate. At the Are end they of, being whiny baby <laughs> pants? At the end of the day, I will say social media has been been very vocal uh, when it comes to Spurs fans saying their feelings. And you know what? That's their right. As someone who has been wronged many times okay. uh, this season in particular— let, let them let them say their piece. Fans okay. can say what they want. We were sure. you the, the, the week that you weren't here. It was I mean it was something we oh, was we talked terrible. about is that Ange himself says I don't care. I've been on the receiving end that, right. of no, good, no. good yep. calls and the receiving end of bad calls. Just play the game. Yeah. We respect the officials. So yeah. the last person you're going to hear complaining about it is the manager. What's disappointing is, and the reason why everyone afterwards, like Kuliszewski and everybody else saying, like, we're real mad about this because the numbers demand that we were the better team here. Yeah. We should have put this game to bed in the first 30 minutes. Like, the the numbers speak for themselves. Like, what they, I mean, you saw it. I mean, it was just, it was wide open. Any of those, chan- like they said, even at the beginning, they said it could have been 3-2 in the first 30 minutes both sides had good chances but spurs had a lot and they had a lot more so it's not like it's just yeah i think it's just disappointing results it would be different i think if it was disappointing football the criticism was on i the one that there the the one manager criticism was against ben davis for not pushing up fast enough yeah and for not moving the ball quickly enough to get back into attack so even in a game where it's like I know men, men and Blazers said it, like, you know, I'd mentioned, like, Spurs fans, like, do you wish they were maybe a little more, like, that Ange was a little more pragmatic? Like, when you have the lead, or when you have a lead, or when you're c- trying to protect points, do you wish that maybe he backs off a little bit? And I'm like, I don't know. I think he, it really might be, like, he's serious. We are this. 
we're going to be this yeah. at all costs. We're going to do what we do best. And I, and I demand this of my players. Yeah. It just happened that all of the first, you know, however many games were, you know, there was no loss in any of them. And now right. there's three losses. Agree. Villa last 11 games, nine, one and one. Villa's fourth in the table. Yeah, they're crushing. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And look, the uh, Against I was the run of play in a lot of those matches too. That's the ha- that's the thing they're hasn't grinding been out wins. Straightforward. Look, yeah. I was um I was pumped at uh that look, last week I needed some Villa guys to kind of cash in for me, not Maddie Cash. Uh Douglas, Louise, and Watkins. They didn't, I, it didn't happen yeah. last week, but I got returns from both of them this week, and so I felt pretty good. Look, fantasy-wise, I had a great week, Brian, and I'll take it because I don't get many great weeks. I moved up the table in the mini league, mm-hmm. and uh, I, was nice. able, I was able to turn in a 60 That's this a week, huge score. That's which a, it, yeah. it felt like a larger score. At the time, it didn't feel like it. Then I started looking at everyone else's points. I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fantastic yeah. score. Um. Yeah, Dave, I was going to say, uh, to me, the only two Villa players worth having are Douglas Louise and Ollie Watkins. I agree. I, agree. I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't really keen on going to Diaby anyway. I don't Travis, think... you still own Diaby, right? Yeah. I, 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 it's I not, don't I, think I'm going to move him this week, but I'll yeah. probably move him. Yeah, it's not a necessary move. Absolutely yeah. not. And I even even Matty Cash this week, unless you find out Same. something else. I, well, I just, I'll just bench him. Like, he's on my – Yeah. I just – He's getting minutes. You could – He's – I still have him at, like, four-something. Yeah. So – You could – Yeah, depending on when you got him, like, I know I can take one more price drop on him before I, I will lose all the money that mm-hmm. I've uh, gained on him. You could have done what I did a long time ago, which is double up on the Villa defense, which is the really, really... How Torres? No. Uh, Luca Dean is still uh, on my yeah, bench. Yeah. Nothing is more hilarious to me than the whole world having Matty Cash. And, and it's Pal Torres. Yeah. Pal, no, not Dean. Nobody had Dean. It was Matty Cash only. I think Elliot Pal- had Dean, but I think he was on his bench. But Pal Torres is the only defender to get a return in like the last 100 weeks or whatever wow. it is. Um, would you sell... Because uh, this is a question, and this is just by just by looking at schedule, would you consider after Bournemouth selling your Aston Villa assets? Inclu- All of them, including, including Ollie, Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Manchester City, they play at home. I get it. I think they play them at home. It, it is. It's th- They play both City and Arsenal at home. Yeah, so it's City, then Arsenal, then Brentford. So the next three, I would just say you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's not fantastic. I can give you a counterpoint, Dave, if you would like to have well, that. Well, I might do a, I might hold on to Alvarez, and I, and I might end up doing an Isak, yeah, for Watkins. Yeah, C- after I City, looked at that. Here's the thing, yeah, and here's so there's two sides of this, and I'm not sure how you want to fall on this, and and the whole world that's the 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 however you want to read this, you can you can do what you want to with this information. City and Arsenal are not, are one and two, and they're the one, number one, number two defense. best defenses. Okay, so if you take it just by expected goals from open play, uh, City's actually second. Arsenal's first now. Okay, uh, so an xG from open play of eight point three nine for Manchester City and eight point two zero for Arsenal. So your your top two defenses, okay, best two defenses and shots allowed. 
these are like clearly the two best defenses in the league. But since 2020, uh, Ollie Watkins has scored twice against Manchester City. So it's not it has happened before. Really? So and it, and one was last season. Uh, he scored last season against them. Arsenal. Honestly, it's weirder if he doesn't score against Arsenal. <laughs> okay. Since he's since joining Aston Villa in the 2020 season, he's scored in four of the six matches that he's played against Arsenal. Man. Including a brace against them in November 2020. So, Ollie Watkins... What? Does have a history against your guys? What value does does any stat like that have? Have I really? Don't know. I, 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 it always always perplexes me. It's, it's like, got value. It's different players. It's different. Is it? It's something me and my brother Matt always talk what about. What is that? It's like Christian Eriksen w- doesn't score goals unless he plays against Watford. Like something crazy, and every right. single time he well, plays against Watford, yeah, it was Harry Kane. It was Harry Kane against Leicester. It was it's, Luis Suarez uh, against Norwich. Norwich, yeah, right. It was Weird. it was De Bruyne against your guys. Like his returns against Arsenal for whatever reason, yeah. he's always had his best games against what Arsenal. Drives that. That's so strange. It is because the tactics it, are different year to year. The, the players, the are, players different are different year to year. year. It's. It's I just want it to be. Strange. I just want it to be heard here first no. before they play Arsenal in two weeks. Ollie Watkins has scored four goals in six games against them. In Fair like enough. Since uh, 2020. You might have just changed my mind. And then, uh, and then Brentford, like they're middling. Like Brentford defensively is is like they're. I don't know. They're like mid. Liverpool made them defensively. Look, Liverpool made Brentford look. Pretty pedestrian at Anfield. Arsenal had a tough time with them this so week. So this is at Brentford. So that's a, it is an away yeah. game for Villa, but Brentford's actually a little worse at home for shots allowed per game. So they're allowing thirteen point well, seven shots allowed per game at home. It's because they on go, the road they allow thirteen point three. Their fan their fans push them on. They play more open at home. That's why. On the road, we on, talked about on the that road, a little they're, bit last they're trying week. to shut it down a little but bit. But Ollie Watkins, he's only scored once uh, against Brentford in the Premier League since 2020, and it was a it was in 20, it was last October. Villa blew him out four nil, and Ollie got the last goal. So to me, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, mm. I don't know, I don't know how to read Brentford. I feel like Brentford's a weird team to kind of yeah. to predict this season. Like you know, you would have looked at that 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 big run of losses and draws that they had where you're just like, that was as good of fixtures as they were going to have. And it just like, it felt like it got worse and worse for them. They have been stacking up some decent performances the last couple of weeks. Yes. All right. After Hyunming Sun turned into 14 and a 10 in match weeks, nine and 10, they, he is, uh, giving you three twos in a row. Is this worrisome? If you're a Sun owner, if you watch the match, no, no, because, he got three offside goals. Yes, he probably banged in the post. Yeah, no, he was horribly unlucky in this match. No, I was going right? to say that. The, like, which side of which side of how do you want to yeah. read it? Do you want to look at the, he didn't score three goals? Like he got was offside on three goals. Like he didn't get you a return, so or he was so close to scoring three were, goals. Right. Like this game should have been. Like his goal involvement should have been coin ridiculous. flips. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not worried about it. A couple of them. Do, do you of them own him? Really far. Son, yeah, yes, for sure. Okay. Travis, I, you I do. Hey, okay. people are people have seen enough. He's third most transferred out for midfielders right now. I think that's more about Tottenham than it is about th- Son. It sounds like it's what have you done for me lately, though. 
He's got three no returns, but like like both of you said, if anyone watches this match, that's insanity. The Spurs, to me, insanity. It, like I understand it. Lacelso gets the goal, uh, for for Spurs. I think you can maybe ignore it, although he's four point eight. So I let you like the price, and he did have a I'm, really I'm, he did have a really good game here. So he gets he gets a ten. The goal was a deflected goal, but it was a great hit, and. LaCelso he got three bonus points. Three bonus points, and his role's not going anywhere. So that's the that's the thing. It feels a little bit different. I think Sar one hundred twenty four minutes this season, and eighty five of them were this week. Right, and that's like, because that's... no, and this is like they talked about it. Ange talked about it. How he talked LaCelso into staying. LaCelso could have gone whether alone or completely sold, and he he talked him into staying. And they didn't play. Didn't play him for. He, Ten weeks. It's one of no. It, it was. I think it was That's all. Weird. I think it was all Madison, and I think now it was. I think substitute appearance last week uh, was his first minutes, yeah. and then now, if Benton Kerr's in, injured, you already have Madison out. Benton Kerr wasn't even coming. Like Benton Kerr was coming in because Eve Basuma. Like, he was filling kind of Basuma's yeah. role, and Basuma will be back next week. So that's, like, to me, like, this is somebody this who— also might get minutes. Yeah, he created three Keep chances in the game. I just think LaCelso is, like, yeah, it's—if it, you wanted to go real wild on a midfield choice— It sounds wild. It's not It's not insane. Why him and not Brennan Johnson? What's Brennan Johnson listed as, a midfielder? Or yeah, he's, he's, a, mid, he's a, a midfielder. I think it's just that LaCelso is cheaper, and LaCelso— I, I, I just think— you probably have a little bit because he's playing more central. I think you might have a little bit more option for okay. where where you could get the points. I'm just saying it's a that's a Mavericks choice. It's just tr- true crazy choice. It's Pedro Poro that's the guy. I can't own that guy. Listen, back to back assists. Another punchable face. Ba- Add him to the list. Yeah, and Lacelso. They both <sighs> between the two of them. Back to back assists for Poro. Uh, a bonus point in each game, despite conceding t- two goals in each game. Since he started game week two, so he has started every game since game week two, he is the fifth highest scoring defender, so 50 points since game week two, yeah. 17 shots since game week two, which is second only to Matty Cash. He has four assists. Only Trippier has more than him. He has 22 touches in the opposition box, which is seventh best. He's created 18 chances, which is fifth best. He has six big chances created. Only Trippier has created more big chances than Pedro Poro. To me, Poro, he is at like at 5.3. He is a buy him and forget him defender. Like there is no like you don't even I don't know that you need to even I don't know that you bench him. I wouldn't be I based on what he's actually doing for them and the amount that they are pushing forward, I don't know that it really matters. We said it even weeks ago when it was a question of Poro or or Udagi. His numbers were so far beyond Udagi's in like actual performance and what he was actually doing. It wasn't close. And now he's like distanced himself. Really, like attacking wise, it's like Matty Cash. Creatively, it's Trippier. And then after that, it's Poro by by the numbers. Why not? Why not Zinchenko? Five zero. I want Dave to talk about Zinchenko I, when I, we get to Ar- when we get to Arsenal. I don't know about his minutes. Pedro's that's exactly it. it. All right. I would much rather Pedro Poro than Matty Cash. The only there's only oh, one yeah, other name sure. that yeah, I would throw in there at the moment, and I'll do it 
maybe in a few minutes. Hey, can I do, since I didn't get to do it last week, can I end this this thing with Alex Moreno? Yes. For I, the record. I, I think it's hilarious that, you, <laughs> that we made such a big deal about that, and then you totally didn't no, even totally, talk about yeah, it. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because you guys, you guys censored me. This is a censorship like, podcast. You did, sorry, you did talk about it, but then I, I cut it all out of the In a uh, segment episode. I like to call, Don't Tread on Me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Last uh, season, last season, Alex Moreno played 1,300 minutes, okay? okay? He started 14 games after game week 20 last season. He scored 72 points. He was the eighth best defender in fantasy after game week 20. Okay. He was 4.5 when he came in. So so he was a like an he was an unbelievable buy for his yeah. price. He had 4.85 fantasy points per 90. It was the third best total per 90. Only Trent and Estupignan had better better ends of season okay. than he did last season. He was fourth most for touches in the opposition box. He did it in 1,300 minutes. Everyone else that played ahead of him, minimum was 17 or 1,800 minutes. Okay. So what I'm saying is the reason why I was so ready to talk about Alex Moreno all the time is because he actually did put in one of the best defender performances in the second half of last season. It was a very unfortunate injury for him, and all of it doesn't matter. So when's he gonna gonna see the field is the question. He hasn't played yet this season. When Luca Dean so he's fit, he's been on the bench, it's when Luca Dean has some down performances. And he hasn't had them. Dean's been very good. Dean if if the Ollie Watkins goal, the first goal that Ollie Watkins scored which would was would ruled out for offside, assist. would have been a Luca Dean assist. All right. I'm just saying, Dean, even Villa fans that have been saying, like, we need a change, Dean's getting tired, we're, like, we're running him into the ground, give Moreno some minutes. He's not getting the minutes. Like, this is a Unai Emery move. This is not a, like, fans probably would have done this weeks ago. It's not happening. Dean's, Dean's locked down the position for now. All right. Arsenal, top of the table arsenal is that even in the shot <laughs> it's in the shot oh, there it is it's in the shot i love that arsenal little, i love that little cannon one pew 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 pew, pew. arsenal one <laughs> brentford shooting the tiniest, zero the arsenal leaves it late leaves it what kind of english is that arsenal leaves it late kai havertz comes flying in from a bukayo Saka assists, who is double-teamed all day, Brian. We'll get to Saka in just a minute. Arsenal end up winning. It, was, uh, it wasn't the greatest game, but it was a grinded-out style of a game that Arsenal needed to, to, to win. Raya was not in goal. Ramsdale was. Ramsdale had two big first-half blunders that probably should have resulted in goals and didn't, thanks to Declan Rice. And Zinchenko, yeah, I think, at different times, clearing balls off the line. Should have been How one, fast? Should have been 1-1 one, one at least. How should fast? Have, you guys lucked into another yeah. clean sheet. How fast does a fan right. base turn on someone, uh, the, their darling? Thankfully, well, you can't put in performances like that. Now, second half was much better, much more normal and calm. I mean, he, and, he's been sitting on the bench in the cold for exactly. how long? Exactly. How mm. much can we really expect it to happen? But, hey, bottom line is Arsenal got it done. And I will it say did. this. Arsenal's offensively has not played as well as they have last season. Not even close. 
On the other hand, their defense has been much better. Yeah. And so the difference is Gabriel so, hasn't so, made the field. Some people would say, Brian, <laughs> so what, what, what? the difference is Gabriel hasn't made the field. They even did it without Ben White this time. So is he still hurt? Yeah. What happened? I don't. They think came out of nowhere because it was like, well, I think, I, where's I think he at? Just giving him a couple of days off. It's it guy never who gets knows. Hurt. He's gonna come back even more tan. Who knows what it is? It could be. Oh, the, he's it, it definitely could, hitting the tan event. It could be like Odegaard, where it was like, yeah, he's dealing with a muscle injury. Oh, and he also had a concussion a few weeks ago in practice, and he's been dealing with that. No one knew about that concussion. All the I never saw that on any of the Arsenal feeds anywhere. That's something. He probably read about it. My in the sources were know. sleeping on that 100, as the kids say. Dave, I have a bunch of questions for you. Well, hold on. <sighs> okay. I just wanted to say one more thing. Okay, finish. How does it feel? Finish your point. My point being is, Brian... And Travis, you both know in, in American sports, you can have the best offense you want. Offense doesn't win championships. What does? Uh, Defense. Buying the, oh. oh. Seriously, though, last season, Arsenal's coming down the stretch. What failed them was their defense. Uh, and and they choked it away against teams that they should have beaten. Do you remember when you had to come back to draw Southampton 3-3? Is that the worst? Was that the worst day of your life? No, it was the it was the Newcastle and Crystal Palace back to back losses that no. were brutal. All right, was that it? Can I ask my question? Yes, now? I'm ready now. First, Dave, Raya is uh, four point nine. He is only in four point three percent of teams, and he is currently only the fifth most transferred in goalkeeper. What in the world? Why are more people bringing in Onana? Onana's well, all right. Sure. United is coming off, I think, of three clean sheets. I just told you that two seconds ago, Manchester United is about to play Brighton, and then uh, who did I say was the other team? Chelsea, Newcastle. I think it's Chelsea and Brighton it's, are their next two so games. So, Onana. No, no, United is Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth. Oh, Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth. Oh, come on. Yeah, Onana, Onana is 4.8, but second in goalkeeper scoring. Boo. Raya is like maybe eleventh in goalkeeper scoring, and is just is way down the list. So what? I get it. I mean, he he didn't play well. He's got a lot less games. I, if we did points per minute, I wonder where it'd be because he there is Onana's played five more games than Raya. So do some averages here. Fast. Do it math. per ninety, Dave. Per ninety. I I don't do fast math like that. Look, when did Raya start? Raya started in match week five. Did he play any games before that? None. And then he played every game up until this. So last game week one. five, uh, game weeks five to twelve. Five I'll, to twelve. I'll look it up. So, five. so I guess my question is: so that's my first question. He's fifth most transferred in. More people had brought in Allison. Uh, prior to the well, uh, even even now, it's I think Jeez. the numbers are still Allison's third most transferred in, which that's crazy if you've already done that. Uh, Dave, second question: uh, Saka's real life numbers are not good. I know, and, I know, but who but cares? He keeps getting he keeps one assist. Getting, what is that? What say you? I look. I think he's carrying a knock. He's got to be right. And they keep double teaming him. I mean, and Brian, we were watching the match, and what was happening? Um, Odegaard and 
Sokka kept occupying the same spaces like that yeah. one guy. I know. That you said I gotta track up. that down. I gotta find. Like, I gotta find that. It didn't happen it a ton, but all of a sudden we're yeah. watching. I'm like, Brian, there it is, right there. Yeah. Oh, they're occu- They literally they were passing on the sideline, and they were literally standing next to each other. Just that's something that they just gotta fix. I, I don't know why that continues to happen, but at this point, it is what it is. I do think he's carrying a little bit of a knock. And at some point, maybe they should probably rest him. And I just don't think they're going to. The game weeks, they game needed weeks, him for this match. I just don't think they're going to. Just so you know, game weeks 5 to 12 points per 90 uh, for goalkeepers. Raya, 4.38. Onana, 4 even. Okay. So in t- Your point in, so is... Point, points just, per 90. I'm just saying that in games that were actually played since since game between the games that Raya actually played... At the same time that Onana played them, he has outscored him by .38 per 90. People are That's seeing it. a one nothing clean sheet against Fulham, a one nothing clean sheet against Luton, which shouldn't have happened, and a 3 nothing clean sheet at Everton. That's what people are seeing at the which, moment. Right, the last three games. Also exactly. probably shouldn't have happened. Agree. Now they're that going was, into Yeah, Everton how many more shots? I was going to say, how many more yeah. shots could Everton possibly? Yeah, we've, we'll, we'll get to right. that one. Anyways, all that being said, I, I look. I own Saliba and I own Saka, and I own Turner and Ariola. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my goalkeeper thing has got you, to change. So, and, and who knows? Maybe I should make a move to Raya. I have the exact money right now. I would be. It would be a minus four. So we, we uh, Eze is going to be out for weeks. At least that's the that's the reports now. I can go uh, Eze. Matty Cash and either Ariola or Turner out and bring in um Johnstone. No, Raya, uh Zinchenko and there was some, oh and Embuemo. Mm. That was my that would have been three moves. So yeah. so that was my question about that I mean Zinchenko's a fair a but fair point for sure. Why Raya though? I mean obviously you were just I think it's it's entirely based on what I said to the little trying bit ago. to go to him just with a negative four. So that you can't trust Ariola for anything. So Ariola, yes. Uh, Matt Turner's uh, not starting anymore. Yep. So either goalkeeper is expendable to me. Raya yes. is about to go on a fixture run that is home to Wolves at Luton, and I get at at Villa probably not keeping a clean sheet there. Probably not home to Brighton. I'm I don't trust this. Tired Brighton attack playing at your in your stadium. Yeah, like I just think the next four, three out of four, he's got a shot. Reasonably, you expect two clean sheets, depending on how you see. It's tough to count on any electric right now. But those matchups, Travis, you'd agree, would lend itself to it giving you the best possibility of a clean sheet. Better chance than getting one from Uh, Ariola. I'll tell you that. I mean, look. they're struggling. It, it, it feels like mess. a uh, Matty Cash to Pedro Porro and Ariola to Raya. It might be two moves I do this. And there's week. a lot of that's the thing. There's a lot of options. I've talked myself into at least six options so far. Just just tonight. If I want to make any any reasonable moves, I'm gonna have to take a take a hit. I do have two free transfers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna really be twisting this thing for all it's worth. This I'm not week. I'm not gonna bring Pedro Porro in this week because they're playing City next week. Bad. Bad right. mojo there. Sure. That's not no, happening. I don't want to do it either. I'm going to keep it on the radar. Uh, I do want to say about Brentford, and everybody's screaming about Embuemo, but their fixture turn legitimately is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, other than the blank that's coming up in five weeks, Luton, Brighton, 18. Sheffield, Aston Villa is your next four. 
after the blankets, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Tottenham. That takes you to fe- actually that takes you to February third. Uh, not just only in a really good spot coming up. Not only in Buemo good for that, but look, like Flecken is a top five goalkeeper transfer in here at four point five. Uh, if you're going to do a defender, I would just say Pinnock is the only safe choice for defenders for Brentford. He's he's in the top ten for attacking stats. Whatever, yeah. I don't think you really care about that. Uh, his xG actually is only second to Matty Cash. He's 1.94 xG for the season. So Pinnock is the guy we've seen it before. I think we've even maybe even talked about it this season. He does get into those positions as a defender. He's at the post a lot. He is a he is a, a set piece threat, so mm. he's one of those guys, and he's good for bonus. He's he's tied with Kyle Walker. He's seventh best for bonus points on the season. So like the overall number is maybe not great for Pinnock, but that has more to do with Brentford. Just they're not a clean sheet defense. Would you support Brian a move in Buemo to Bowen this week? In Buemo to Bowen, Bowen Get, Bowen to oh, Bowen. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. He, only, only if you only if you find out that Bowen is officially not playing, he's fit right now. He's got yellow triangle fifty percent. As a orange triangle, Dave. Orange. orange. It's he's home to Palace, and that Spurs, Bowen in the same. You, you just read in Buemos. He is next two fixtures are home Luton at Brighton. I'm really hesitant to sell Bowen because I want to, just because it was a, it went from. It's not a big deal to he might have fluid on his knee and it might be, he might be out in an extended period of time to it's not as bad as everyone is afraid it, it, it okay. was to David Moyes saying he might be available for Burnley. We'll see. And it was a game-time decision. Okay. So he didn't make the bench. I'm sure that I, they didn't need to put him on the bench. They didn't need to do it. Who's scared of, who's scared of Burnley? Anytime you see Burnley on the schedule, if anybody is a doubt – I don't think they're going to play because why would you risk a guy who's a potential injury risk? Like, why would you do that against a team like Burnley? Mm. Touche. All right. Well, all I know is this. It, Arsenal's top of the table. And uh, Saka and Raya, Saliba. I think that's probably – I'm going to keep owning Saka, Brian. And you're right. The numbers don't say I should. But at this point, I don't feel like it's a transfer – a lot of people own him. His ownership is at least over 30%. And he just keeps finding a way to produce. And he's on pens, unless he gives them to Odegaard. So, there's he's probably on pens. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. All right. Next match. Your favorite your favorite kind of penalty taker. It is true. Probably I love, a, pe- probably I love a penalty probably. taker. Manchester United 3, Everton 0. A result that I def never saw. It also produced, and when I saw it, I put on our Slack channel, the goal of the season just happened. And Alejandro Garnacho, assist from Dallow, turned in a Wayne Rooney-style bicycle from the top box to the upper 90, and it was absolutely one of the sickest goals I've ever seen. And then, if he wouldn't have just hit the sickest goal I'd ever seen, ran to the corner flag and did the Ronaldo, which he totally, if there's going to be one time in your life you're going to try to pull off get the, away with it. the Sui, it was there. I loved his reaction because it hadn't set in what he did yet. And 
it was you could just see the surprise on his face like did that just happen and the kid hit just the most sick goal i think i've ever seen he looks like jamie tart i'm sure i'm not the first person to say that he looks exactly like definitely jamie tart. well so it's funny A it, bit. as it happened i'm like i called my son in and i'm like you've got to see this get in here and he comes running in the in the room and he's like Oh my gosh! What's that guy's haircut? <laughs> he just starts bombing on his haircut. <laughs> it's not the best haircut, Garnacho, but your foot was deadly. It so was a shin, but there's you know, that. Whatever. No, no group of people on earth scarier than teens. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Rashford, fifty-six minute penalty, and then Anthony, which was interesting. Yeah. Anthony Martial, yeah, thank you, Bruno. Who? Yeah, what, uh, Bruno. Yeah. Bruno gave him the the penalty. That's got to be a confidence booster, right? Like, yes, it, for sure. It's got to be. Yeah. So there Maybe it is. And then, the, you just need to ask the question: Who didn't score for Manchester United in this match? All right. All that being said, Hoyland did any of that movement? Light a fire in any of you boys for anyone other than Dallow in the on the Manchester team. You tell me what you like about this schedule upcoming for you, Manchester United. You tell me where how many of these you like. Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Liverpool, West Ham, Aston Villa, Nottingham Forest. I like none maybe of it. two. I like none of it. I like Bournemouth oh, at home at at, Nor at Nottingham Forest. So no, so Bournemouth at home Bournemouth is home. literally the only one that you like there. At right? West Ham, depending on what. You know, depending on what kind of turn, they're not really. They're, they're not tougher at home. They're not though. in turmoil. That's the thing. They're just. Yeah, they're, they're just in a tough. This is. This yeah. is a tough season, and they're they're powering through it. I don't. They're tougher at home. Whatever. But Bournemouth at home is the only one that's really right. a, it, a matchup you'd expect them I mean. to win. You like with, a no, with no problem. You like a few of those for the defenders, I guess. Bruno, a bit matchup proof, just because of what he's. Yeah. Just you know, he gets an assist in this game. The last three weeks, like, look, you want to pull the last three weeks of stats? Yeah, they're awesome. Dallow, Lindelof, Maguire, all three, they're in the top five defender scoring for the last three weeks. Of course they are because they've got clean sheets. And Dallow's, I think he scored, plus he had a, did he have a 10 this week, I think? 12. A 12. So, like, yeah, of course he's going to be one of the top scoring defenders in the last three weeks. Like, yeah, they got three clean sheets. That's good. But you're I, not going to them. No, I. that's the thing. Uh the Dallow creatively six chances created in the last three, which is third best for defenders. You like that? I I mean, if there's something to like, I guess that's one of the things you can but like. Who's putting the ball in the net? Uh, Garnacho has well, so, not done this every other opportunity he's had. So Hoyland has a muscle injury. Uh, he was not out. He was not available this week. Uh, you can't count on Anthony Martial to do it. I don't know that you're ready to count on. I don't think one penalty goal is going to get Marcus Rashford going, but hey, what if it does? I mean, may maybe that can be a thing for it's him. Unlikely. Hey, Luke Shaw was back. That was something he actually looked pretty good too. I was going to say, I forgot how fast he was. Uh, I think if Luke Shaw plays ninety minutes, which they, I'm sure they weren't going to do that fresh off of injury, uh, I think Luke Shaw might have been in bonus points because he was close. He was already at like a high yeah. bonus point threshold, and he got taken off at like hey, seventy two. Hey, let me ask you this: that. apart from the red card, who would you rather own? Reese James or Luke Shaw? I would have Luke <laughs> Shaw. Luke Shaw, no question. Apart from the red card. Oh, come on. Uh, All right. No, no question about it. Luke Ryan, Shaw. Everton, you could argue up at going into this match, had more startable uh, no. fantasy players. <laughs> we, we were ready to, but 
Everton in the top ten. I know. Uh, it did not, I'm just it saying. It did not happen here. The, I didn't. Mikalenko, Tarkowski. How many shots did Mikalenko have? Brian, your boy, DeCore. Uh, Calvert Lewin had uh, Calvert Lewin had at least five. Uh, it was Everton took twenty four shots yeah, it in was, this match. It was a twenty four shots. It was a peppering. Crazy. Yeah, and they, yet they lost three nothing. Mikalenko yeah, it, it was, it was uh, very very lopsided. Mikalenko hit woodwork. He actually took four shots here. I saw. I just told you Mikalenko's second in shots yeah. for the season behind Matty Cash, and Matty Cash was uh, was what, best by a, a distance you go to for him? a while. No, I don't think so. They're I, I, at Forest, home Newcastle, home Chelsea, at Burnley, at Spurs, home City in their next six. You're not, I mean, you home Newcastle's not great, but, like, at least they get them at home. Like, like it's a little yeah. better. Chelsea, you're not, I'm not, I don't. Who knows what great, Chelsea plays the wildest games. Yeah, I wouldn't even look at Chelsea as any kind of danger. At Burnley is, is the best fixture that there is. And then at Spurs is open. It's an open game, so yeah. whether they can withstand what are you selling to Corey? I don't have the. Oh, I thought he was gonna whip one out that far post. It was like a foot wide. Ugh, it looked it looked like he was gonna. I if if I was on a wild card or something, yeah, I probably would sell him just because I would. Be, I have the money to move him to someone. Okay. Someone better. Useful. Yeah, or someone more useful, or move him down. He's still like I said, there are players less than him now. That either less than him or the same price that I think offer offer more, and I'm saying that you know knowing that when he has a good game, it's a it's a really good game. Would so, you rather own Mikalenko or Udagi? I don't think I I don't think I'm buying Udagi. Okay, Udagi. I mean, I own him. I just he's his ownership is at ten percent. I'm just that I'm was, looking at it like he's on the end of my bench at the moment. I, uh, I just can't find a transfer for him. They talked at one point about subbing him out for Eric Dyer. Like they, it looked like he was having an issue. So it was an announcement during the match where it was said that uh, Udagi was coming off, that they were preparing a change. Eric Dyer's coming on. You know, Udagi is the one coming off. And then he signaled to the bench to say, I'm okay. And he ended up playing the rest of the game. Poro did the same thing. They were ready to to bring Poro off, move Roy, uh, Emerson over to the Emerson. Yeah, Emerson, em, Roy, probably Emerson probably. out out wide, and then bring Dyer into the middle. Both of them were were struggling with something at some stage. But the question with Poro always is: Is he actually hurt, or is he just playing it up? Because he just flops like a, nobody's business, driving me up the wall. Yeah, you wanna well, pump, you wanna I'm, I'm punch not that guy right in the. Oh face. my gosh, so much. With, it, the other the match where he is trying to waste time by laying in the box, he's like whining and whining and whining is and whining. The Liverpool match? And then he looks up at the stands, winks and smiles, and then lays around some more. Like oh, that man. drives me up the friggin' wall. Wow. Like he's clearly, obviously playing for something. That's that fun. Nice. That's I'm, so fun. Right, so isn't that fun? <sighs> if he's your, sure. if he's your your guy, sure. Is this pot advice? No. Don't make a move for any United player, and don't make a move for any Everton player at the moment. Fernandez is, is the only one, advice? the only one that's fixture. Even with that schedule, that. you wouldn't care. Would you own Fernandez? Yeah, I would consider it. I didn't ask you if you'd consider it. Would you own him? Like, is he worth you looking at selling someone to bring him in? Does it feel like he's a must? He's a little expensive. No, he's not a must own. He's a little expensive for what he's what he's returning, but. 
I, I'm I'm paying attention to what he's doing because to Brian's point, he is pretty fixture proof and he is contributing. If he was back on pens, I I, I, I think, think he is. I, I just think he. I think that was a that was purely. If you want to like whatever yeah. you think about him, that was leadership. Question mark. I mean, honestly, like you know that yeah. your guy like it's one of the most important players that you have in your attack who's gotten nothing. Yeah. repeatedly for a really long time. You, right. the, if you need someone to get started, it's yes. got to be Marcus Rashford, I think and I think Bruno I think did a worth, good job. Uh, he's worth evaluating for, for moving to. Would you rather sure. own Huang or Bruno Fernandez? Don't look at who has more fantasy points. No, I'm looking at fixtures. Okay. Uh, Huang, he's got Arsenal, Burnley, Nottingham Forest. Burnley and Nottingham Forest are at home, too, so... I think I think the fixtures are better for for Wolves, All right, even so, though they're. So, would you rather own Bruno Fernandez or Sterling? I think Fernandez, and I've owned Sterling this I year. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think it's Sterling for me, Brian. It's enough of a price difference, Sterling. That's a that that's a fair point because ultimately owning Fernandez doesn't mean you own for you you own for you just move to Fernandez. You're gonna have to sacrifice someplace else. Would you rather own Bruno Fernandez or Douglas Louise? <laughs> oh, that's a weird one. Because I can promise you, one guy is higher in the table yeah. than the other. I mean, and Louise is definitely two point eight pound dollars cheaper. Yeah, the issue is the issue is that Villa's fixtures are are not great. They're fine and. and I think Bruno is more likely to to do better. United's fixtures are pure crap. Villa's yeah, fixtures but, but are oak are okay. They're okay. Anyways, all right. I, I'm I think little, Fernandez is fixture proof. I, I just honestly want, I was trying that. to prove that I think Bruna, Bruno Fernandez, for, especially for the price, is still Brunandes. crap. I, like I do that. like Brunandez. I like Brunandez. I'm a little surprised that he is as high. I mean, he is twelfth for midfielders. Yeah. But just look at the guys above him that are cheap. What I was going to say, the the fact that wrong. you the fact that you have three sub six dollar midfielders who are in the top ten in scoring, yeah, is make, yeah makes all every decision that you make a little more challenging. And then uh, yeah, it's the fact that there's no like Sun is way up there. He's where you expect him to be. Sun is second in midfielder scoring. Salah is where you expect him to be. He's first in midfielder scoring. So like. The fact that Saka is like Saka cooled off, and it's entirely because all he's doing is is creating, yeah, for whatever reason. So I think Saka can get back up there. You like that? Everybody else, like it's just a you could you could roll every name after the top three. You could put the names in a hat and pull them out at random, and you'd probably be okay with any three names you pulled out after that. All right, Brighton three, Forest two, Brighton. Goals from Ferguson, and then Joao Pedro makes a comeback here. And Anthony Alonga gets on the board, and Morgan Gibbs-White gets on the board for Forrest. Three penalties in this match. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. There was there was a little fire in this match. Um, You want to do – Nottingham Forest is only – like, it's back-to-back returns for Gibbs-White. I'm only bringing this up because – Ferguson, you had mentioned Ferguson last Yeah, pod. cool. It turns out that he's not really knocked. Of course he's fine. <laughs> right. Of course he's going to play. And then and of Joao, course he scores a goal. The, the preseason favorite starter, starting low-end striker was Joao Pedro, and it just felt like I don't know where he's been. 
I guess he's made he's made his return. If no, only he there made was the a bench way. because he's unreliable, and they have fifteen attacking players, and he's yeah. rotating on occasionally. And when he's out there, exactly. he's the designated penalty taker. Like I, he he even got in. I mean, he got in. What was it last week? Because someone he got plays injured? thirteen minutes. He came in this. I'm sorry. He played 69 minutes for. Yeah, he right. came in this after week, 13 minutes. He started this week. Right. He started this week. Came subbed in no. the last two weeks. Right. I'm saying like no. He he came on at the 21st minute for Brighton. Yeah, because of an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's right. what I mean. So yeah, that, he played 69. Oh, he didn't start. I see what you. I see yeah, right. yeah. He did gotcha. not start. I'm gotcha. just gotcha. saying like he's the fourth most transferred in for forwards. I might be more surprised that he's 8.6% select. I feel like that's some crazy. Dead, some dead teams in there, man. Travis, that's I, some... Whatever. Buy him. I, I just... I, like, no. Do do what you want with that guy. Right. Evan I mean, Ferguson's way more... Uh, to me, is yeah. way more reliable. That just like, like we just said... But it's a price thing, right? For Brighton, I don't think anyone's reliable on that team except Pascal Gross. I can't even believe I'm saying it. Right. And the reason why I'm saying it is because... First of all, uh, he's going to play ninety minutes just by because of what he does for them. He's going to play. He's going to play every game, and then when he's good, like look, he's creative. He's the since so he was injured, came back from injury in game week eight. I'll just pull that number arbitrarily because that's when he started starting again. Created twelve chances since game week eight, which is tied for fifth best among midfielders. Uh. Like penalty area entries, we've talked about that before. But just like actions that go it like that go into the box into the penalty area, he's in the top five in everything. Plus, he takes all their free kicks. Like, like it's his numbers are weird though because he has three assists since game week eight from an expected assist of zero point six five. So like kind of overachieving. Uh, he's created zero big chances, which I find really odd. That is really for a odd. guy that is taking free kicks. That yeah. is very odd. And he is taking He must not be very good at he's it. He's taken 5 shots. Zero shots on target. You're not getting anything attacking wise. It's sparing to get a, a goal return from Pascal Gross. But like look, you'll take two assists from someone like that. I think it's just somebody in that attack like when they're flowing in a in a goal scoring game, like just because of how much he's providing, I think your chances of getting a goal from him are good. You bringing him in? No. You bringing him in? No. Are you bringing anyone in on Forest? I'm or just Brighton? saying. Look, I was saying Gibbs White seven shots no. was the number one player for shots this week. Morgan Gibbs White. Okay. In more fairness, he's taken 25 total shots this season. So yes, 30 percent of his season's shots came in this one game. That's interesting. Go ahead and get him for this upcoming run, I guess. Everton, Fulham, Wolves, Tottenham, Bournemouth. That's five decent games. It's the same reason that yeah. everyone went to Chris Wood going into this game. Chris Wood, of course, who took one shot in his 62 minutes on the pitch. I, I, I just don't know why you're doing anything with a Nottingham Forest player. Like, okay. like for that price, I just don't know why you're not. Too many other accessible, startable players. In that range. Agree completely. All right, next match. Luton 2, Crystal Palace 1. But have fun with it. This game's supposed to be fun. <laughs> have fun. Thank you. This is fun. Thanks for Do that you reminder. you think that Morgan Gibbs-White is a fun guy? 
I'm only Sometimes. bringing up this match get because team, Palace loses, Luton wins, Luton doesn't get many wins, and Brian no, Eze goes out Dave, with an injury. I disagree with you. Everyone loses because Eze, Eze got hurt I know. again. That's where I was trying to lead you to. Eze gets hurt in the match. Michael Elise gets on the uh, hey, hey that that guy can play. Great, great goal from Elise. Assist Joel Ward. But Palace lose 2-1, and uh, that stinks. I just don't think there's much. Uh, it I sucks mean, I can't get no those one's guys going on to the Elise. Say, no yeah, one's going but, to Elise yet, I don't think. I, I need to see him do a little bit more, even though Brian Eze is down, Elise, down, down and out. Elise is magic, and he showed you why he's magic. Uh, what Crystal Palace also showed you is what happens when you lose your actual best player as a, and then you lose your best defensive midfielder, check to Corey. Uh, you lose both of those guys in the, uh, basically at the same time. Yeah. So the, it seemed like the concern was greater, not just from Roy Hodgson, not just for the severity of the injury. Cause it's, it looks like it's long-term. He was on crutches. He was walking really gingerly. There's no way he's coming back anytime soon, but it seemed like even crystal palace, as a fan base was more concerned that losing to Corey was way worse for, I think, what they do team-wise for a team that's already dealing with a lot of, you know, has dealt with a lot of injuries here. Uh, like, Elise, the thing that was really encouraging is that he, I mean, he obviously took it on himself. He scores an unbelievable goal. He took five shots. So that's, like... That's the one thing kind of in games where Eze didn't, even when Eze was the only guy, he wasn't necessarily doing that. Yeah, He's shooting a lot, but he like there were games where they were like wild shots like or they were blocked or whatever. And so he had a big volume, but not a lot of accuracy. And I don't mm-hmm. think, uh, at least I, I mean, I think you saw what, I just feel like the value, I'm not saying he's better than Eze for that, but I don't, I don't think it's that crazy. I just... It would be a hard. It'd be a hard move. It'd be a hard move to make. No, I hear you. All right, quick fire, quick fire. These last three matches, I'm gonna read out the score lines, and you can pick what you want. Travis, you can start it off. Brian, you can finish it with what you want to discuss. West Ham two. I think I kind of changed my mind on that because the next two, like part of the reason why you were going to like either Palace defenders, Palace any of the Palace attackers. Let me let me amend. It's a, it's at West Ham and home Bournemouth. That was the end. Like this run of fixtures was as good as it the got. End, there the was like four, four really good fixtures in a row for Palace, and now like Luton, like losing to Luton is like the worst news that you could have. At West Ham, okay, not crazy. It's still a bit of a it's a, the minorest London derby, but still right. like it's still like there's some co- competition there, and then they're home to Bournemouth. So you you do like that, and yeah. I I wouldn't. I agree, man. Five point eight for Elise is tempting, but I don't. I just don't. I, I don't think I'm going there. Quick fire: West Ham two, Burnley one, Fulham three, Wolves two, and Bournemouth three, Sheffield one. We can start with the Bournemouth, or just be quick fire here. Tavernier gets on the score sheet with two goals from Adam Smith and assist. Um, Adam Smith and Semenyo, and then Justin Clivert. Gets on the score sheet. Ollie McBurnley. McBurnley. My gosh. McBurney. Um, Fulham Wolves seem to be fun. Awobi gets in the score sheet. 
William gets a couple pens. Cunha and Huang. I think the names you just read, like, you want to talk about why this was such a fun week. I think it's that's so why. So much of random people scored. Jay Rodriguez outscored Erling Holland. I oh. feel like that's all you need to know about how fun of a week this was. Like, read through the list of the top scorers from this week. It's like looking in a funhouse mirror. <laughs> When you're dressed like a clown. Or just, just look when I look in the mirror every day. Tavernier, top scorer. Yeah. Willian. So a total of 0.5% selection on those two guys. Pedro, Anthony Gordon's your highest score. Dallo is at 39 Gibbs White, 1.4%. Martial. It, it's the biggest team of the week joke ever. Cliver. Like, every name you just said. Uh, I don't know that you're doing... Uh, uh, Semenyo is the one guy from... That we kind of we he's gonna keep uh, to me is if he's if he keeps getting minutes, he'll keep coming up because mm-hmm. when he's playing whatever he he seems like he's capable of getting you something. I you're not doing anything with mm-hmm. anyone from Bournemouth except for Solanke anyway. Uh, Dave, the guy I think it was West Ham. It was like kind of the only thing, and even with West Ham, there was really only kind of two people worth talking about. Uh. Kudus. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, so you did get an uh, Ariola masterclass here because you got you a three mm. and not a two or a one. Okay. So you really, I mean, that's I'll awesome. I'll take that. Uh, no, Kudus is 6.6, 2.6% selected. Like we said, just four straight starts for him. In those four starts, he is your fifth best midfielder. So he's tied for fifth mm, most yeah. points mm. since, he's, since he's started here. Three assists. Okay. And, you know, obviously two of them are here. One of them is an FPL assist. He's taken seven shots. That's not great. One big chance is whatever. Created six chances. Like it, the pure numbers for him aren't great. It's just that he looks awesome Yeah. when he's <laughs> playing. So he's one of those guys where, like, it's kind of like the like Doku has, has some numbers. It's his minutes that are the problem. Right. Like Kudus has like the eye test, but and he has the minutes. It's just like his it's, actual yeah. end product. Like I would, wa- I would might point like I might do a Dave Smith here and just say, yeah, he just got his like two assists against Burnley. Right. You right. know, like this was not. It shouldn't have been two one. Right. No, I I hear you. I hear you. Actually, Tavernier is better on paper in the last. I mean, Tavernier's one big return this season was this week, and his numbers overall are. Better than Kudus. It's just that that's weird. It's just that it's Bournemouth, right? Um, no, Jared, David, Dave, Jared Bowen, game time decision. I, I don't like. I don't, I don't know why. Like, why get rid of him? I you, don't. You I don't bought know. him for this. I know, but I did. I, I just spent I the transfer. How, I didn't take a negative. I don't know how, know how he's an orange triangle when he was a game time decision. If he's close enough it's to like where they're thinking there about it, no, there is weird. nothing out there. Anything that you can find, it's someone downplaying the severity of it. Doctors weighing in on West Ham blogs talking about how if this was worse, we would have known about it. I just need him to be on the pitch. Sure. Everyone wants that. We all want that, Dave. And and Waymo's playing like Luton next week or something. If you have to make a choice between the two of them, if it's one or the other, then yeah, just get, get in Waymo. If you already have your other, like your other midfield, my other spots, midfielders are Saka, Douglas, Louise, Salah, Palmer, and Bowen. Okay, 
You're not in a bad spot. No, it's fine. It's good. Got me top you, score in the mini league. You might week. just have to. You just might have to play Matty Cash this week instead of Bowen if he doesn't. Well, if he doesn't play. Yeah, for for Aston Villa to lose three nil to Bournemouth, it's going to be awesome. Probably <laughs> happened. Cash has got me nothing as long as I've owned him. As far as I can tell, although I have made a little money on him. Uh. I don't know. You're probably not doing anything with this either. Socek, Thomas Socek, back-to-back goals. Uh, he's capable of doing that. He already did that once earlier in the season, game week seven and eight. I don't think you're buying it. The one thing with Socek, which I, was a wild stat so to me. So funny. So he missed a little bit of time there, like a game and a half. He had a little injury. Since he came back after that injury, game week five, he has had eight big chances to score. He's this tied with... First one. He's tied with Mo Salah for most big chances since game week. That's five. unreal. Eight. The guy could have had eight goals, come not on. four goals. Come on, Tomas. Make yourself fantasy relevant. Let's talk about you. Get her done. Head, All right. head like a matchstick. I. That's no doubt. All right, anything from the Fulham Wolves match other yeah, than it was a fun game. That was all the action. All, right. all he, the action was saved for the Cunha, last game of the week. Cunha gets it. Huang gets on the score sheet. No one's owning a Wobi or William. Cunha, first of all, just rule him out right now. It was his third goal this season, his fifth overall return for the season. The only thing you can say about Cunha is that his minutes are reliable. He has started every game this season. Yeah. He is sixth in forward minutes from the start of the season. That is it. He is 1.3% selected. There are better players for 5.5. For like, great, great that he got a goal, and if you want to count on a guy who is definitely going to play, at least up to this point, Cunha is your guy. That's the best things you can say about. You're okay. wasting a dollar though, because well, Archer's. Yeah, to me, so I think you're doing that. I don't know, Dave. Are you not? You're not thinking about William. Not, not no, no, hell no. You're not even. All right, give me, little? give us the reason why you think we should be. See, you can't. See, you can't even get it out. So. I mean, are you just trying to troll me here? Big run of starts for Willian started in game week five. Eighth best midfielder for scoring. So 45 points since game week five. Tied with Bowen and Bernardo Silva. Two more points than Brian Embuemo. Since match week five? Since match week five. That's interesting. You have my attention. 21 shots since game week five, which is tied for fourth most for midfield. But he plays for Fulham. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Ten shots on target for Willian since game week five, which is third best for midfielders. Like, it's not... It matters more now that you know he's on PKs. He takes free kicks. It's not crazy. You That's tell fair. me You tell me who a crazy choice is. I don't know that there is one. Willian, for sure. Like, the, uh, you know, like... If you're one of the 0.4% of people who had him this week, you're screaming. Tom Kearney's a crazy pick. Yes, that is a crazy right, pick. You asked for a crazy pick. Uh, it's several fair. Others, Anyone so with them. the word Brown in their in their last name <laughs> as a midfielder. Brownhill. Okay. Yes. Crazy. Josh Brownhill. All right, fair. I, I will hear that and say fair. It's the schedule's horrible. They're going to get shelled by, I, I don't know, 
at yeah. least five of the teams that they play for the rest of the calendar year. Liverpool, Nottingham Forest, West Ham, Newcastle, Burnley, Bournemouth, Arsenal. You don't you don't trust them in any game. No. Defensively, yeah. you can't count on them. That Burnley match at home will be all right. Yeah. At least they get <laughs> Nottingham. It. I mean, Nottingham Forest at home, fine. Burnley at home, fine. At Bournemouth, fine, I guess. But all the rest of them, eh, I don't think you want them. Mm. You don't want him for that. But he is 5.3. It's he Chan. That's the guy that matters here. Dude. Yeah. I agree. Huang. I agree. We've been talking about him for weeks, and that at this point will continue. Good job if you already have him. I wouldn't buy him this game week because they play you guys. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with it. But after that, look, Wolves go home Burnley, home Nottingham Forest, at West Ham, home Chelsea, at Brentford, home Everton to close out the year. I think he's a great buy after Arsenal. If you don't if you don't have him. Okay. I think also like we talked about, Neto who knows? Neto should be back uh around that time. I love it. Look, we haven't given a an update on our podcast league. So I just want to quickly go through that. Uh League Nerdstradamus Rexum League. That's the name of the team. League Michelle Nerdstradamus Rexum. Still in first place by nine points over Rockabye Angel by League Shen. Okay. And then followed up in third. Uh, Sun Sail Away by League Bo, who tends to hang around the top of our podcast league mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and continue to make. He had a good week, fit 57. Not as good Great. as me, Ben. <laughs> Excellent week, though. I had Thanks 60. For, Thanks for adding that. Uh, look, in fifth place in um, League Josh, you know who I'm, I'm talking about. Why always me? I know you listen. I, I wanted to send you a text today. Uh, slide into my DMs. Find me up. Find me on Twitter. I wanted to shoot you a text today because I wanted to chat you up for a few things. So, um, anyways, I wanted to number one, congrats on being fifth in the podcast league. Excellent work. You're obviously yeah. not listening to us, which is perfect. <laughs> but congrats. And uh, so, anyways, I wanted to kind of gr- uh, go through that. Hey, look at me. Look, look at down to eight, number eighteen uh, in the podcast league. Good it's job, me Dave. creeping Good up. Good job, Dave. Cracking the top twenty. Me creeping up, Brian. I'm I'm uh, haven't been this close to you in a while. I'm eleven points behind you, so don't get too nervous over there. Listen, man. Slowly creeping up. Slowly creeping up. Travis, you're not far behind me either. We're 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 both kind of cr- climbing the, the point, crying. We said it a few weeks ago. The point totals are so tight. They're like, super honestly, tight. Honestly, you have one like you have this week, Dave. You have one really good week, I know. and everybody else has a bad one. It's you're true. you're right in the thick of it again. Which, so. which also so. just goes to show you that when everyone else over the last like five weeks have been having good weeks, I wasn't. So, you know, it's good enough. I, I got to take my good week when I can get it. So, in all of your faces, I won't. I won't have them often. All right. Anything else we've missed? This is your last shot to throw a barb in there. No. All right. Travis? We, co- we covered, I'm serious, we literally talked about every single thing. Okay. I, and we did it with speed. We're, we're Look good at on us. Time. No, Look at there's us. probably something we missed. I what knew it. I knew you would go there. All right. Listen, I'm pumped about this hey, weekend. Alex Moreno, we talked Arsenal about Arsenal will fine. continue even, to be. We even got to Alex Moreno. We did. We talked about a player who hasn't played all season. That is fantastic. We have absolutely critical contact, contact, content. On this pod, obviously we need to end. Oh, it. I know what I wanted I you it. to do. I knew it. No, I wanted you to. I wanted you to say why. Like, 
we we said Ben White already out. Mm-hmm. Like Saliba seems to be the most reliable choice for you guys, but Zinchenko's the number one defender transfer in. Crazy. So it's I crazy what, so that's what I'm saying. Like he's a, a very he's a tempting choice because in good games like this week yeah. he's your number one bonus point getter. Okay. So I, I will say this: there's a good chance uh, home wolves at Luton. He will at minimum start the next two games. Okay, but I guess so. Then the next thing is like Gabriel. But it's not guaranteed. But Gabriel is there. He's still hanging around. Yeah. Are you nervous about him necessarily starting or not starting? No, Gabriel will be starting. Okay, so then so then when you'd say Saliba one. Gabriel yeah. two, are you? I would normally say Ben White two. Okay, so if you see Ben White back in training, he you, doesn't have a triangle, right? Ben White, I thought was he maybe, played one minute. He subbed. So in he did end, come on. He right, subbed he came on, on in on the end week. of this match. Right, so he's fit. He is playing next match. It is Saliba one, Ben White two on the, on the team sheet. So you're saying so Gabriel? You would say Ben White over Gabriel? Yep. If money's not a problem for yep. you. Are you ranking Tomiyasu anywhere on there? Tomiyasu and Zinchenko will be the same. I don't know who's going to start. It seems like Tomiyasu gets to start when we play a team where we have to be more critical defensively. And then when, when we play a team where we're, we're going to dominate the ball, it's Zinchenko. So I, but okay. Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, I would say are the, in that order. Saliba, Ben White, And they're White, worth Gabriel. the extra price. Well, Gabriel, I don't think I think Gabriel's a bit of a discount, definitely compared to. It is Salib. now. He's four point nine. Right. So, yeah, like, and he's cheaper than Zinchenko. Right now, that Zinchenko's price up. That's why I'm. Uh, that's I though totally. That was the last like. Gabriel did not start the first match of the season, and then he did not play against Fulham, and he did not play against Sheffield. He started every other match. Right. Yeah, everybody. We've 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 mentioned him a million times. I just want to make sure, like, as we're like, because we're if you're money's about an issue and you can get to someone, go to Gabriel. Okay. If you can get to Saliba or Ben White, I'd do that. Not Zinchenko. So Saliba's five five. I would not. I I just don't know if he's starting. Yeah, he got a goal this week, or no, he did not get a goal. No, he just he got, got a goal last he just got week. Bonus point. Yeah, he scored the great and he goal got last three week. bonus points this week. Right. And it's tough to ignore that. I, I just, as good as those scores looked at 19 in the last two weeks, and then, mm-hmm. honestly, in the last four weeks, 8-1, 10-9, those look like huge numbers. I don't trust those the starts. Are, those are Diogo Dalo numbers. Just about. <laughs> I just don't trust them. And I'm watching it. I love it, but I'm not, I don't trust it. It's even slightly better than Harry Maguire. Slabhead. Uh no, I th- that's it. That's All I right. just want just because people are going they're going crazy for Zinchenko, and I just want to make sure that I get it. It's it it's a sense it's a sensible choice based on results. It's just a question of how much can you count on that as a a lineup lock compared to Saliba. I don't like non lineup locks in my defense. Okay, is that fair? Of course it's sure. fair. All right. For the FP America podcast, unless I've missed anything else. Oh, you have, I'm sure. This is David Smith. Until next time.